Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey everyone, why is the religion of Christianity identified as such? Because they assume that they follow Christ? Well, maybe that's the illusion, but they should be called Pollyanity instead. And let me explain why. Shalom, everybody, and welcome to Beit Tefillah. Billions of people all over the world identify as Christians belonging to one sect of Christianity or another. They call themselves Christians as they think they follow the instructions taught by Christ, but do they really? I think once we examine it, we'll see that they actually lean towards the teachings of the so-called Apostle Paul. Back when I was in the Christian church, I used to use a lot of what Paul wrote to justify what I did, as I was raised to believe that way. But once you begin to audit these writings and compare them to earlier translations in the actual word of our Creator, it doesn't take long to find some serious issues with Paul's letters. Okay? For example, Romans 3.28 has Paul writing, We are saved by grace alone, yet we know Martin Luther admittedly added the word alone to the end of that verse. It changed it considerably, making it seem that nobody has to obey the Creator at all and that grace is all you need. Martin Luther took the liberty to add quite a few phrases and other words to the Bible as well. I'll just give you another example, uh, mercy seat, as in describing the top of the Ark of the Covenant. That's not at all implied in the ancient text. The actual Hebrew word is keparet, and it simply means lid. So we can easily see what kind of meanings can be implied by simple word changes or incorrect definitions. Entire false doctrines can be built up around them. Now, I'm not blaming Paul, really, if the text were altered a little bit, but... If you can't blame Paul, you have to blame the text, and we have to look at those things with questions, okay? Let me also say something that makes some Christians uncomfortable. Most who left the churches have no problem acknowledging this, but others who claim Paul's letters aren't the inspired word of God might have an issue with the fact that Paul's epistles are simply letters. Epistle is just the Greek word for letter. Paul's letters are not the word of God. Paul's letters are the words of Paul. Unless, of course, Paul is accurately quoting God or the Old Testament in his letters, which didn't happen all the time. For a good example of this, let's check out Psalm 40, verse 6, which reads, Slaughtering and meal offering you did not desire, you have opened my ears. Ascending offering and sin offering you did not ask for. Now, Paul supposedly quotes this, but the meaning is twisted with an outright fraudulent addition, as we can read in Hebrews 10, verse 5. Therefore, coming into the world, he says, slaughtering and meal offering you did not desire, but a body you have prepared for me. A body you have prepared for me? Where in the world did that come from? You see what I mean? Most Christians don't read much or enough in the Old Testament to even catch things like that. At other times, Paul will give his opinion on matters that some hold up as commands from God. A couple examples of these I did videos on because years ago when we were going through a lot of this, people had a lot of questions, and so 
I would do videos as answers. One of them is, are women commanded to keep their heads covered? And the answer is, no, they're not. They think they are because that's what Paul said, but that was Paul's opinion. Another one I did is, do women need to keep silent in the assemblies? Short answer to that is, no, they don't have to. That's another one of Paul's opinions. I'm not going to go into everything in those videos in this video, but I will link them below in the description for people who want to look into that further. What is found today in the New Testament is what is believed to be Paul answering letters that were written to him. We don't have the original letters, we have Paul's reply. So it's like a one-sided phone conversation where if you hear somebody talking on the phone and you don't understand what's going on, you can just hear what they're saying. When they get off the phone, you got to say, what was that all about? It sounded crazy. Well, you only heard one end of it. And that's what we're getting a lot of times with Paul's letters. So we don't know why he gave some of these opinions and why he did. But yet we can't hold them up as commands from God. Okay? Especially rules like women should keep silent in assemblies. That probably oppressed women for quite a few years with that alone. But it's not anything that God commanded. We have to remember that God said we cannot add or subtract from the Torah. Okay? As in Deuteronomy 4.2, Do not add to the word which I command you, and do not take away from it, so as to guard the commands of Yehovah your Elohim, which I am commanding you. Another serious issue. Nowhere in the New Testament is it recorded that Jesus said anyone was saved by grace. Christians think this. He didn't say it anywhere, and you would think that if being saved by grace alone would be sufficient for salvation, then surely Jesus would have at least mentioned it. But he didn't. Paul claims this many, many times. I did a video on that topic entitled, Are We Really Saved by Grace?, which I'll link below, and that goes into that whole subject quite a bit. So for those Christians out there who think they are saved by grace, they better watch that video and make sure what they believe is what God said, because that's not how we're, we're not saved, just by grace, okay? Okay, Christians traditionally claim that Paul wrote the book of Hebrews. I'm not going to debate that in this video, whether he did or didn't, but Christians generally believe that Paul wrote it. Hebrews is the only book which claims Jesus is a priest in the order of Melchizedek. But nowhere did Jesus ever claim to be a priest, a high priest, or part of anything called a Melchizedek priesthood. That's because it doesn't exist. The Melchizedek issue is completely uh, disproven without a problem, and I did a video on that topic entitled, Does the Tanakh Support a Melchizedek Priesthood? I'm going to link that video below. Short answer is no. It's found only in the book of Hebrews. Uh, if you see what God said, he gave it to the Levites, said they were to serve him forever, and Melchizedek is only mentioned twice in the Old Testament. Neither time does it talk about any type of a priesthood. It's referring to a righteous king. Okay? But I want to switch gears here and read just a few New Testament examples from Paul's letters regarding the law. Okay, now this is the way it's written in today's Bible, so if people disagree with the interpretation, okay, this is how Christians read it and this is how Christians use it. Romans 6.14, For sin shall not rule over you, for you are not under the law, but under favor, or grace. Romans 7.6, But now we are delivered from the law, that being dead wherein we were held, that we should serve in newness of spirit and not in the oldness of the letter. In Galatians 2.19, For I through the law am dead to the law, that I might live unto God. So those are a lot of verses Christians are going to use to try to prove that they don't have to keep the law. Those were some of the verses that I used years ago when I was in churchianity. It clearly says you're not under the law, we're delivered from the law, and you're dead to the law. Okay, there's no misunderstanding what's being said there. 
Yeah, Christians read this verse all the time that Jesus supposedly said is recorded in Matthew chapter 5. Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. Yeah, Christians like to run around and say, oh, the law was done away with at the cross. Well, wouldn't that Jesus be destroying it then? He said, I'm not come to destroy, but to fully preach it. Till heaven and earth pass away, one jot or one tittle shall no wise pass in the law till all be fulfilled. Well, if you believe in Jesus, and if you believe his words, then why aren't you acknowledging that? So Paul said one thing, and Christ said another. So you're, you're following Paul when you're thinking you don't have to keep the law. Because the heaven and earth are still here, so the law still stands, right? And that's according to Christ. John wrote in 1 John 3, 4, Everyone doing sin also does lawlessness, and sin is lawlessness. And yet the Christian's Messiah supposedly said in Matthew 13:41, The Son of Man shall send out his messengers, and they shall gather out of his reign all the stumbling blocks and those doing lawlessness. So lawlessness, clearly a bad thing. Okay? Christians, they don't even follow their own Messiah. They would rather follow Paul and his suggestions to be lawless. You know, so that's, that's a no-brainer. I don't know if Christians are really paying attention to what they believe and if they're following their Messiah and if they claim to worship God. Because clearly they're not making sense. They're latching on to dogmas and doctrine of the church. And a lot of this is based on the so-called Apostle Paul's letters. Okay. When I sat down to write this, I figured I'd uh, Google something about how Christians think that they don't have to obey the Creator just to see what popped up, for example. And what popped up was something called 37 scriptures that prove Christians are not under the law. So I read it. And guess what? All 37 things used as proof all come from Paul's letters. See what I mean? Christians base their lawlessness on their following of Paul. So why do some people even bother reading the rest of the Bible if they're going to throw it all out in favor of what this Paul guy said? You know, I could read a lot of verses that are in Paul's letters that are in direct opposition to what the Creator commanded. We don't know for sure what's been tweaked in Paul's letters or not, but the point is they're Paul's letters. They're not the word of God. We cannot put what Paul wrote over what the Creator commanded. So it's a time waster, really, to go over all those contradictions in Paul's writings because when you get right down to it, we're commanded to hold what we believe and what's written up to the word of Elohim. And if this doesn't match, we have to throw it away in favor of the word. Christians don't seem to do that. They have a problem with that. Christians hold their beliefs up so high. This is what they believe way up here, and this is the Word of God. And if the Word of God doesn't match what they believe, they throw out the Word in order so they can keep their beliefs. Okay, it's really sad. How often do we hear Christian preachers say, Christians are not under the law, or the law isn't for Christians? Okay, preachers, well maybe those in your religion are not required to keep the law by your religion, but the fact is the Creator gave us a covenant, and the covenant is a set of laws that we keep if we wish to be His people. All right, that's how we become Yisrael, by keeping those laws. Deuteronomy 30:19. I have called the heavens and earth as witnesses today against you. I have set before you life and death, the blessing and the curse. Therefore you shall choose life so that you live, both you and your seed, to love Yehovah your Elohim, to obey his voice, and to cling to him, for he is your life. Notice that doesn't say simply believe in him for grace. We have to obey. Christians don't obey much of anything that the Creator said. They disregard the Sabbath that God said was a sign between Him and His people forever. Well, they got rid of that. They don't keep any of the feasts that are in the Bible that God said is for His people. They keep 
pagan feast days based on the sun that aren't even in the Bible. They eat whatever they want, they don't call upon his name, and the list goes on and on. God said, if we obey, then we will be his people. Us first. If we do, then he will. Christians don't, so God won't. They follow Paul. They don't follow Christ, and they certainly don't follow our Creator. They put Paul's misunderstood or maybe even mistranslated letters above what the Creator commanded. This is why they should call their religion Paulianity, not Christianity. Those of us walking in Torah for a good number of years are all too familiar with this. If we try showing people what the Creator commanded us to do to be in covenant, they decide to open their Bibles to something like Galatians and quote Paul. And if you point this out to them, it doesn't even seem to register what they're doing. It's plain as day that they're trying to prove that they don't have to obey the Creator by using Paul. So is their God Paul then? I guess. All that matters to them is they think Paul gives them some kind of out. And yet they're angry with the serpent in the garden for tempting Eve not to obey. This is crazy. They don't want to obey anything God said. Here's the deal. I don't know how many times I've had talks with Christians over the years trying to get them to understand that we have to keep the Torah, which is the same word as the law. We have to get them to keep that because it's our life. It's what God said is perfect and forever. The only definition we have in the Bible of being righteous in Deuteronomy 6.25 is keeping all these commands, this law. And if we try to tell them that, the Christians say, but Paul said, so who do they follow? It's plain as day. But once people start to realize this and consciously make the decision to obey what the Creator said, then Scripture starts to make more sense to them and that ancient path begins to become more visible. It's a, it's a learning process, but they have to start. And for so many people, it starts with Paul. To those people watching this video, I would just like to add that we most certainly should audit what we believe to make sure that it lines up with what our Creator commanded for those who wish to become His people. Wouldn't you think? I mean, that seems like a no-brainer. Or why are we doing what we do? Ask yourself that. Well, I hope this video blessed you, and thanks for being a part of Beit Tefillah. Please sub to our channel if you haven't done so yet. A shout-out and a shalom to all who are Yisrael and scattered worldwide in the dispersion. Everybody be blessed, and have a wonderful day. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.